tuned into the All My Friend podcast. I'm your host Liam Oliver. Thanks for watching and or listening. Before I go any further and before I forget, please hit the likes and subscribes. If you want buttery hot dance, nightlife, culture and music content pinged directly to you, subscribing is the best way to go about it. My guest today is Mike Tomlinson, the founder of Zone Focus, an online record label and magazine. Zone Focus started life in 2014 and is now a champion of alternative dance music. Its main aim is to showcase and promote the talents and sounds of underground left field artists and labels from around the world through featured articles, free downloads and mixes. A manifesto that's very similar to our own here at All My Friends, so it goes without saying that I'm really excited to talk with Mike today. Uh, we're going to hear all about the Zone Focus journey, and I'll be asking him about the power of the written word and the role that music journalism plays in breaking new artists and scenes. It's going to be a good one. Mike, how are you today? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much, Liam. Great intro, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm just enjoying my Saturday off, as, as we both are. Yeah, I'm interested to uh, talk to you today. Brilliant. Yeah, there's no better way to spend a Saturday than doing a podcast. It's when I think of course, not a better way, not a better way to just chat, chat about music, of course. Mm. So let's dive straight in and talk about Zone Focus. Um, it was established in 2013. You know, can you tell me how, 2014, sorry. Uh, can you tell me how you got that ball rolling? And if you could also throw in some facts about your own musical journey too, that'd be cool. Uh, okay. basically, you know, the what's your name and where'd you come from question and, uh, yeah, tell us about the zone focus journey. That'd be, that'd be ace. Sure. Uh, so I'm Mike, uh, and, uh, I started zone focus as a blog, a personal blog for when I was working in the clubs in Stoke and the sort of around the new areas when I was at university. Um, it was kind of as a complimentary write up to the photography that I was doing at the time, uh, as uh, a photographer by trade. And uh, yeah, it just started off, you know, just writing little pieces, writing down who I, you know, what, what I thought of the, the gig itself that I went to, you know, including the songs I liked, that kind of thing. So a general like review of the, of the, of the nights I've been to, that was the sort of the idea. Um, then I was, I tackled a couple of interviews. My first ones were uh, Christoph, uh, Waff, uh, Youssef, and one of the more interesting ones was uh, Ankle Pants, uh, which you, some people might know from the, his infamous boiler room, the one with the weird penis nose guy, if, you, if anybody remembers it from back in the day, the early boiler rooms, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, there, there were some interesting times, but when, when it was a blog, and then uh, fast forward a few years, um, Lo-Fi House sort of started to come out of the woodworks, let's say to speak, uh, so to speak. And I jumped on those artists and I, you know, I was really into the music at the time and was following a lot of those, that, those sounds and I was really into it. So I wrote about a lot of the artists, did a lot of profiles on the artists doing my first sort of online interviews. Uh, at the same similar sort of time, 
uh, I went over to Ibiza myself and then became a writer for Ibiza Spotlight, where I was there until very, very recent, until, until last year. And um, during that time, Zone Focus has sort of carried along with me, uh, going from sort of lo-fi house to sort of rave, rave house, power sort of powerhouse, some techno. And now it's more based on breakbeat and electro and tallow disco and these, these kinds of genres. And yeah, that's, that's, so that's, that's pretty much uh, where we're at today, the present day. That's really cool. Uh, I think we've got a lot of questions just off the back of that that I really want to ask. Sure, you. go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, first thing is, you know, you sort of said it was a personal blog uh, and now it's identified as a magazine. Um, that's quite, that's, to a lot of people, that's either a big difference or they don't really know the difference. What for you mm. is the different differential? What, what's not, what makes it not a blog now and makes it an online magazine? So uh, I suppose back in the day, the, uh, well, I say back in the day, it wasn't that long ago. Really. It was only, <laughs> only, only six years ago I was uh, writing it as a blog. Mm. Uh, I would write very much as an observer of the event. Mm -hmm. that say, for example, I would just, it would be very much, I, I thought this and I think this, and it's, I, it's, it's all about the, I think the, uh, the, it's core cool, blog is all about the, it's not, it's not always all about the person, but the person writing it is very much central to the, to the, you know, the sort of medium, so to speak. Whereas a magazine uh, is focused, uh, if you uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is basically, generally for the brand on produces content on a regular basis uh, is tends to do more series which is how i sort of base zone focuses outputs on i do tend to do uh, groups of things and tend to produce series rather than just articles here and there um although we are expanding to do some more of sort of singular articles here and there uh, with some guest writers and things like that now but yeah i suppose the difference being is the a blog can be more for the, it's more for the personal and a magazine is more as a company, you know, sort of has strategy and things like this. Yeah, I just wanted to ask because um, I think it is quite an interesting um, dichotomy and I think yeah, a lot of people wouldn't really actually take a step back and think about that until you asked it. Um, another thing that I thought was super interesting as well, so you started obviously as a photographer. Um, have you ever DJed yourself? I find it quite interesting that, you know, you've built like a, like a dance music brand. Are you a, do you identify as like a music journalist, uh, as a DJ or a producer? Where, where would you put yourself if you had to put yourself in a bucket? Uh, I'd say that I am a, a clubbing photojournalist by far. It's the, it's the job that I've done the most of. I have, I did DJ some time ago when I was at university. Uh, which is how I got into the into a lot of the genres that I love today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, was I was I a good DJ? Probably not. <laughs> I, uh, I was not a very. Uh, I, I played a few good gigs, you know, back back then. Uh, you know, sort of when when our university held like Ministry of Sound, uh, like sort of nights and things like this. Mm -hmm. uh, back then, it was a lot of like uh, electro house and mm -hmm. that kind of. EDM sort of sound that was kind of on its sort of rise at the time and things like this, you know. Uh, I, it, and uh, eventually I ran my own night called Seals at the time, so I've done a bit of promoting. Um, 
not again, not very successfully, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, no, it was all good fun at the time. I, and uh, I have some great memories of, of that uh, at that time, you know. Uh, but yeah, I suppose to, yeah, to, to answer your question at the moment, I'm uh, uh, a creative. Uh, you know, I do, I try and put my my talents or, or try and put my skill set into, into lots of different areas or try and develop the skill sets from the different areas, I should say, say probably. Um, so I do like video work now and I do graphic design and it's all stemmed from running Zone Focus without doing Zone Focus. I would never have, would have thought, okay, well, I don't want her. It's, it's mainly, uh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, is that uh, I don't have the money to, to put towards uh, various other bits of Bob. So I'm like, well, I'll just have a go at it, you know, yeah. I'll just, I'll just, yeah. be, you know, do the graphics for, for this and that. And, and yeah. over time, they've just gotten, you know, from being sort of, okay mediocre to being you know stuff that i'm actually really proud to to present to to like the public and have 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 you know have as a brand you know it's, it's no way near perfect you know as nothing can be but it's it there's definitely as i think if you look back i always like to look back at some of the earlier stuff and there's definitely a progression you know um so it's nice to see it grown from sort of day one till to now you know yeah i mean i can definitely relate to that from running all my friends and it's something that I can see that progression myself and it's actually quite fun to you know play start playing around with Premiere Pro I've always been pretty good with Photoshop I'm not by no means a professional but I've got to the point now where it's a playground to try these new things and learn these new skills which is really really cool uh, I also wanted to ask you about uh, the dance scene in Stoke as well because I know it was actually it was quite big I sort of saying like maybe the, the heydays of like rave in the 90s and uh, mm -hmm. you introduced me to a dj 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 levi david yeah, yeah. who's based in stoke and the interview we did for my friends he spoke a lot about it so mm -hmm. what's your um take on it and what 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 do you think of the scene is like so in stoke and maybe in some of the smaller towns just around the northwest in general um i think that there's there's every town in the north um just by Proxy has a, a sort of a clubbing scene. I mean, well, actually, maybe not every town, but you, but the, the cities are for absolutely one hundred percent sure, um, just because of how massive the raving was, you know, during the nineties of, of, of this sort of part of England. You know, it sort of trickled down through the through the generations and the years. Really, there's always sort of some some sort of scene. Um, Levi and I uh, were kind of were very influenced by um, sort of going to nights at the Sugar Mill, which is the, one of the more under well, or sort of I'd say well, I suppose more underground clubs, but less less commercial, I'd say. And um, yeah, we the underground as well, which is another club called the Underground. Uh, and yeah, we were influenced by by you know sort of the local residents that played there. Um, you know, people like Mitch Wellings and um, uh, also Pete Bromley, uh, who was a who was basically a resident at a, a night called the Move, which I uh, shot at. Uh, I both both uh, worked with both of them at the time. You know, uh, back back then. And so yeah, then I suppose as as time has gone on, uh, Levi has. Uh, kind of work sort of lives between sort of Stoke and Manchester now and we've also branched out into you know you know to see other things in with all big love for Manchester as well of course you know uh, we've been to warehouse projects too many times to count on fingers and toes 
um, that kind of thing. So yeah, no, it's um, would I'd say that we've definitely had influence all, all of our young sort of li electronic listening lives when it comes to uh, the scenes of the north. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm from deepest darkest Cumbria and uh, Keswick, where I grew up. We've had we've had one club there called the Loft, um, mm -hmm. which isn't great. But that being said. There's been a lot of interesting things opening up on the west coast of Cumbria. There's a place called Electric Soup, which was getting quite big just before COVID happened, sadly. Uh, but I'm hoping that they 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 make a comeback because it's really nice to see um, so like alternative, like you know, I always like air quotes underground music. Yeah, of course. Bring it up in places where you don't see it, which is really really cool. Um, so let's talk a bit more about Zone Focus. I think we've covered it a bit in our conversation already, but I've got a question planned and you'll be damned if I don't ask you it. So, <laughs> um, so you're a label as well as a, an online magazine and I want to get onto the label side in a bit, but first mm -hmm. like, I really want to ask you why start an online magazine? What was it about? What was it about that medium and format that really made you think, yeah, you're like, I'll invest a lot of my time into writing reviews? Um, so I, I, I suppose there's probably two reasons behind it. The first was um, it was always it was a kind of a natural progression anyway mm -hmm. um, from running the blog side of things. I was kind of wanted to make it more official and I wanted to make it more of an actual kind of purpose to, to writing. So I, it, the the interviews that I was doing were were kind of you know, to, to progress the sort of the awareness of the brand and also the awareness of the artists in, in doing so. Uh, the second reason was the, the sort of the primary sort of foundation of how Zone Focus has grown over the past six years is that what I would do is basically the, the, the artists would, would come on the, on the magazine, do an interview, and then they would provide a track for our free download series, which is what we're kind of sort of known for. Mm -hmm. And so over time we did, we, I think in the first year we did 20 or so for interviews and free downloads and so, and so some of those were, and some of those artists were, were obviously, you know, gone on to make done very, very big things and, you know, and then it's just I sort of carried on that way for the past couple of years really. And it's always been kind of um, a, a feature interview with a feature free download, it was kind of a nice sort of mix together. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the the reason why I moved it from being sort of a personal blog to a, to a magazine. I wanted it to be something that was substantial and something that was just going to sort of promote the artists, um, you know, and help us build build a small kind of community at the same time. Cool. Um, one thing that I struggle with with all my friends, and I imagine you've had the same struggles as well, is my managing time. Like I always, everything I do with AMF, I do because I love it and enjoy it. Um, how have you, have you ever felt like you've been just blocked by like lack of creativity in the past with Zone Focus? And how have you managed to get over it? I mean, I know with all my friends at one point, I was releasing a mix and in an interview once a fortnight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like which was a killer. So I just obviously readdressed what I wanted to do with all my friends and dropped down the amount of mixes I did and opened up more time to do stuff like this, which, you know, gives me more energy and I think is funner for everyone involved. Like, have you had issues like that in the past where you've been like, how, 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 how do I keep myself engaged with this project? 
Uh, yes, uh, I suppose um, looking back, uh, during the years I was working in Ibiza, Mm. Uh, the summer seasons were a took a real toll on the on the output, especially because it because I would be working pretty much not twenty four seven, but obviously working in the evenings, writing during the day, and obviously editing photographs during the day, and then rinse and repeat for six months, pretty much near, near enough. Um, so I didn't really get a lot of time to. To, to dedicate to to running the label, well, to running the brand that is, uh, and yeah, I think in the first, I think the first two summers, I really it really did suffer, um, and then I was just like, well, I'm going to have to do something. I can't, I can't let it lie for six months of the year, otherwise it'll just people will start to lose interest mm. and things like that. So over time, I've developed a few sort of tactics to make quick content essentially the free download series has always been that one thing um because it's a case of uh, i do it but it's especially helpful nowadays as well is because I'm, I'm working in a just a normal nine to five job whilst i'm back in england um so i, I can come home from work um be about quarter to six and then be on be online and have the track ready scheduled on soundcloud and then quickly go over to hypes it Mm-hmm. put the track in, load it all up, connect the two, and then bang, we're ready for a six o'clock uh, release, you know, best or social time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, also uh, we've we started to do more video premieres, which I kind of sparked my uh, passion for making video visuals and things like that. So but to, yeah, it's to make a, I've got like a set structure of how that sort of is, is produced. It takes me probably now, um, but I said, well, before when it first started, the videos would take like an hour to export, you know, uh, which was not good. You know, now I've kind of tinkered with it and made it a bit more streamlined. It takes maybe 10, 15 minutes to, mm-hmm. to, to export a video. I could have a, I could have a video sort of online in, you know, 35 minutes, something like that. So it's, it, it's about, I suppose I've been able to kind of keep a, a regular stream of content coming through by making it a bit more streamlined for myself in terms of the uh, the workload mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I, then so, so so probably since since like last year uh, there's been there's definitely been more content coming through and there's definitely been a a, a a an increase in sort of following across all platforms not just soundcloud so yeah it's it's, it's it, the, what i'm doing is uh, working and we're kind of and i'm looking for more ways to try and obviously increase you know that that uh, increase, so you know increase increase the rise of the followers and things like that. So yeah, we're, I'm working on a few other projects at the moment, which will uh, which will help that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is just really cool to hear that because uh, we were chatting just before the podcast about how you know these are basically all, all my friends and don't focus are just done by one person mainly, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how much work you can do if you're just passionate about it and dedicated about it and um i'm not a big tv watcher so if you do a nine to five you've actually got a lot of you've got a lot of evening there where even three hours two hours a day or every other day you can get a lot done and it's just making sure you're engaged with what you're doing because again with with all my friends if something wasn't working or i wasn't enjoying it then you don't just pack it in you just change to find something that does 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 uh, sort of like energize you uh, one other question I wanted to ask you quickly about it because I keep getting asked this: um, monetization. 
how do you monetize zone focus? Um, with all my friends, I'm not averse to it. I just don't want to go down that route for money's sake only, because then I think it will destroy what I've built. Um, sure. A label on zone focus seems like a really, you know, probably the, the, the quickest route to market for that or the most logical. But what are your thoughts on monetization? Are you looking for banner ads everywhere? Because I know I'm not. Um, I've met, I'm probably a mix of it now, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, when it comes to the SoundCloud and YouTube channels, uh, I'm, a, I'm quite against monetization. I don't, I, because I think the, I think the platform obviously because the way obviously we post the content, mm. if I bring in monetization now, uh, it would be, it would be difficult to manage it across the platforms because of, of, of because we don't just post obviously our, our own tracks. We post all, all the other uh, premieres and stuff. And so when you get into the, the nitty gritty of um, who owns what for what royalties, it, it starts to get very complicated. For which I don't, I, I think I prefer to just take the that, that element out and not monetize the SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, but uh, when it comes to the website itself, I am kind of now looking into more not banner ads i don't think i don't think we're at that stage yet i don't really want to go down that route if i can help it but there's a few sort of for example i've, I've kind of approached a few um sort of independent um businesses to see if they would be willing to set up a sort of in uh in website store so to speak and so for example you had a a, a graphics designer or graphic designer I should say um, who has I don't know charges thirty pounds for a, for a for cover art for for a thing. So if if they got a referral through our website, for example, on this sort of independent stores section, um, we would get I don't know a fiver or whatever you know some some sort of percentage from that. And so from that, I'm hoping to be able to uh, cover my site costs because uh, I mean uh, basically. It may not seem like a lot, probably about maybe 270 odd per year in terms of like upkeep and stuff for the emails and stuff like that. Uh, not a lot when it, when you think about it, but I mean, every year it's always a bit of a, oh Christ, I have to pay for the side costs this month. And it's just like, I, I know that, you know, that, that money I've kind of managed and put away, you know, I do have that, but a lot of, some of the time I have to put a bit of my own money into it to basically top it up and stuff like that. But I've known that I've used that money elsewhere to, to um, basically manage the business and things like this, you know, so it's, it, it, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely some monetization and obviously the label, which obviously is where, where the big money earner is and where, where most of the funds come from, you know, so the, the, you know, that's, that's the big money. And I've always wanted that to kind of be the main money earner, but I'm, as, I suppose to answer your question, I'm, I'm looking into other things where we can make some money. I'm for merch um, on that subject. And, um, I've, I've always wanted to do it because obviously I like graphic design and I really like typography and things like that. But I'll say this now, probably maybe in, well, I just see a lot of brands doing it maybe unnecessarily, just sticking a logo or something on a t-shirt. And I'm, I don't know. I just think there's too much, too much of it out there. And if I was going to do a, some sort of clothing, it would have to be for a, for a real reason, you know, for actually something that was substantial. Um, 
but you know never say never we'll, we'll we'll think about that in the in the near future you know there's always there's always that scope uh, available um so yeah that's that's pretty much uh, how it works for us have you never thought about jumping down the black hole that is uh, some events <laughs> uh it's interesting you say that i was speaking to um a couple of um people the other day about the potential no in fact not even the potential just the idea of the i would love to do a, a zone focus showcase 100 with um bringing the art of the current roster artists meg ward matheson jack uh levi reese mm-hmm. and obviously the ones that we're, we're kind of looking to sign next um onto that showcase and have it uh at this point in time where where for my my personal time that i have allowed to to run zone focus I don't think I could do that. Uh, it would take it because of the roster being all over the place in terms of the country. I wouldn't know even know where to start with the logistics of yeah. getting them all to come. Well, or, or, or pick, or even picking a venue. Which, but where do you, if you've got a roster that's like all over the country, where do you go? Mm. You go to a big city like Manchester, or do you pick somewhere more central? You know, it's 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 difficult to yeah. to think about it, but. You know, we'll see. That I have a, there's, there's, there's quite, I have contacts in different cities, and you know, and I guess yeah. Well, it's it's on it's in the it's in the works. Mm. Um, I think I'd like. To, I think probably more so. Probably what would be soon coming sooner is uh, maybe a uh, like a, a live stream. We'll do like a chat because this year we will will probably do something for charity again, but not a compilation. The, probably the compilation this year will be like a a proper paid um, one for the artists and something where we can basically most of them, uh, basically to say that we've done charity compilations mm-hmm. a couple of years previous this year the compilation will be more for the business and we'll do a live stream as a sort of uh, as a charity thing this year if that makes sense yeah no it does absolutely yeah the reason i ask about events is because you know they're, they're on most collectives top of things to do but one of the reasons I started All My Friends as well is because, again, as I said, it, they, they can be like time sinks and just black holes in terms of resources. And if you're running something on your own, it, uh, you know, if you don't do it well, it, it can be really stressful and not very fun. So um, I'd like to do some on the back of, you know, building up AMF over three years. But um, it'd just be interesting to hear what you think about them as well, because I think, yeah, I think they're not for the faint hearted. No, they're, they're certainly not. I mean, I, I as I previously mentioned before, ran events, a couple of events in Stoke. Uh, it's just the, uh, it, uh, well, basically, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a little quick story, basically. So booked Triple XY. Mm-hmm. Um, back, this was a good seven or eight years ago. And uh, he sent us, us his uh, rider. Um, which was a you know standard rider and then just a technical rider, um, and me and my uh, sort of naivety, I suppose, and maybe a bit of stupidity combined in the in the one is that I kind of left it to the to the club manager to just to double check over the equipment, I, whereas I should have checked it myself and to make sure. Uh, come the night, he arrives. Hello, nice to meet you. How are you doing? And he looks over the turntables. He's just like. I've got USBs and I'm like, well, okay, well, what's the problem? He says, I was like, yeah, but yeah, that, that particular, I can't remember which, which one it was. I think didn't, it was only a CD, it was only CDs. Oh, geez. Uh, it's like for the love of yeah. Christ. 
So basically, I had to get uh, my my friend who was DJing on these DCGs. Like, as soon as your bloody set's finished, run to my house, yeah. go and grab my laptop, uh, bring that here, and we're going to burn these CDs as fast as as physically possible. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was on. It was on an hour later than anticipated, which made uh, one of my friends very happy because he was he was going to play the back room, but I was like, "You now play the front room. We need time <laughs> to fill." <laughs> and he was like, "Ooh, I get to play the front room with all the people." So I suppose it worked out well for him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it all worked out in the end. He played Triple X. Why played a, a, re- a pretty good set, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was like the. The, the, that was the last time that I did a, a big name artist. It went, it didn't uh, financially, I'd say it did reasonably well, but not as well as I'd hoped, you know. So, uh, and just, yeah, lessons learned from that. So, yeah, I mean, so I suppose bringing it back to the point is that if I was ever going to do it again, I would have like a list as long as my arm and leg probably like you need to do this 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 and everything needs to be done and once that list is done then everything should be fine and then you probably have another list to be if this goes wrong you do this you do this you do this you do this you know so yeah i'll probably be a bit more uh, prepared before i run another night yet so just uh, that is a great story though that's a great story and i'm glad it all worked out in the end was he okay about it or was he a bit like he was he was all right about it. He was. He. I think he realised that we just made a genuine mistake. We, we. Were, I, I will happily admit we were just sort of young kids, kids like basically keen amateurs, keen amateur promoters at the time. You know, I've actually been reading a book. Um, by the secret DJ, his second book too, um, recently, and he talks about this very fact. Um, there, there are there are very. He says there are professionals. And then there are very well-meaning amateurs. And I was definitely in that second category, a very well-meaning amateur. So you could see that I didn't mean to purposely try and screw up his set uh, or try and, you know, uh, make sure he didn't get paid or whatever, that kind of thing. It was, it was a mistake. And so, yeah, we, needless to say, he didn't come to the after party. It was a bit of a shame. So <laughs> never mind, eh? That, that, yeah. this, these a, good, a, a good story for uh, shows like this, though. Uh, thank yeah, you so exactly. Much. Yeah, it's, it's a lesson. A lesson to everybody. Lesson to everybody. Be prepared when you uh, are running a night. So yeah, don't be don't don't be like me who just leaves it to just chance of what <laughs> happened in the night. There we go. So there we go. yeah, cool. Um, so let's go back on to zone focus a bit. Um, you know, you've been running, you've been up and running for six years. Uh, I suppose I want to ask, like, what were the biggest hurdles and lessons you've learned in that time? And like, what really surprised you about, you know, you know, running the magazine? Um, and what advice would you give to others who want to start an online magazine? Now, we've, you've sprinkled so much advice throughout this podcast already, but maybe if you had like, like two or three tips for like someone's completely new, never sure. even WordPress before or something like what would you what would you suggest they do? Um, I would say, um, obviously, don't try and pander to to the or try and create. Well, I don't know. You have to try and find a niche, um, but don't feel like you have to pander to your audience or try or pander to a popular audience just because of that thing. Is you know, don't think you have to um, you know write something you think is going to be successful. Always do something that's uh, of interest to you, you know. Um, I suppose where now where I have to where I'm trying to find a nice medium ground is 
having to find the articles that are going to be pop something, something that's popular but also keeping it within the sort of the series ideas that i have really at the moment we've got um a few kind of series ideas running uh, one is called tunes we dig which is kind of linked with our spotify playlist which where we uh, basically the, the artist talks about five tracks and then they feature 10 in total on the Spotify playlist and it's all grouped together with their social media shares on uh, Instagram with with video content and stuff like that. Second one is called Pop Culture Pick, uh, which is just a person talking about their favourite film, TV programme or, um, or game as well and the music from that, you know. Um, one of the uh, I love the the fact that someone for the next one that's coming up has picked Sonic. That was the best um, uh, entry that I've ever had in my life. So I'm looking forward to releasing. He's got a guy called Try Try. Um, so yeah, he'll be out in a, in a week or so. That should be a nice one to have. Uh, and then the third one, which I'm working on with a with a friend of mine, Stefano, um, is called um, Time Warp, which is which is basically um, a bit of a pull from any sort of uh, best tracks of series on the internet. They, there's, there's, there's plenty of other magazines doing this all over the, 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 all over, all over the net. Um, but I just decided to just, we're not going to be like doing it by era, which is quite kind of the case. It tends to be best tracks of the 90s or best tracks of the 80s or this kind of thing. Um, we're kind of making it, specific for each year mm-hmm. um for which we basically just go on we were digging into discogs quite frequently and just seeing what was what's uh, most collected hottest kind of record that thing then but and obviously sprinkling with, with with classics that we know of uh during that time i just spoke to stefano yesterday he's doing 2005 at the moment uh 1991 is already out uh 1983 is just in its editing process i'm just just making a few changes of his now and uh, I'll be writing up, um, not too sure yet, some, maybe something from the 1970s, go, for, go even further back, maybe to like the, the very sort of first elect- electronic tracks, you know, those kind of, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, um, I suppose so, yeah. So, uh, so on that point, um, it, build series, build, I build like a frequent content that you can put out um, based on one or a couple of ideas. And uh, number, th- I suppose, final point is... There is no numbers, by the way. If you, you, don't, you don't have to hit three. You can just go for as many as no, you want. No, just, I'll just carry on. Just, no, no, I think, we, I think I'd have to keep, keep it short, otherwise I'll go, I could go on forever. Um, I suppose, no, I, suppose I, don't, I don't think there is much of a three. Yeah, just do it for your own enjoyment. Uh, you know, I, you, 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 I suppose as someone said to me once, you've got to do it for the love of the music. Uh, don't do it for the money because there ain't that much of it in it to be honest uh, and I'm, I'm quite I'll quite happily on all the jobs that I've had generally there is there I mean you, you always have to do it for the love of the music you know mm-hmm. do it for the, the passions and I suppose because you never know what it might the, this is this is the, I suppose, the point you never know what it might lead to from zone focus I was able to get my job in Ibiza because I was already kind of well-versed in interviewing artists and writing articles at the time. So I was able to show Zone Focus as a, as a portfolio, mm. uh, which, you know, because before then I, I'd, I'd done a little bit of blogging and, and obviously been at university and done, you know, sort of academic writing and things like this, but 
never really done any sort of proper writing before that at all. I wouldn't have, I now sit here out, having worked in the music industry properly and also running his own focus for six years. And if you told me 10 years ago when I was still at university that I'd be, you know, do, running this label and, you know, sort of, I would have gone, nah, I'm going to be a DJ in, in five years. I'm going to be still, you know, I'm going to be on stage and, you know, uh, just went down a different route, you know, uh, just decided to be part of the, I suppose that was, that was an important moment. Uh, it was after university. I did, I did do DJ for a little while. I did like sort of more commercial DJing, obviously uh, in Stoke. I found that I hated that completely and it wasn't for me. And uh, I wasn't, I couldn't see at the time. Um, I was one, basically I made a decision. I was like, right, well, you've got to pick one or the other. You can either pick, you either decide to, I think I was like looking at buying some new decks uh, or just buying a, like, I think a new flash gun, like from a camera or something like that. And I was just like, right, you pick one or you pick the other, I picked the flash gun and then started photographing gigs again. So that, and then that the rest is history. I suppose that was the, the one decision that I took, you know, the route that I took to go down and I decided to be the sort of media side of, of club culture. Amazing. There's two things I want to um, sort of pick up on there as well, both about your, uh, your different series. Uh, Time Warp. Have you listened to the Flight Facilities Decades mixes? Because if you haven't, you should check them out. They're really good. I haven't, no. And I shall. Yeah, so Flight Facilities, they do what? 72 to 82, 82 to 92, 92 to your all the way up to him. Um, um, just, yeah, just because, again, it's just a great example of that format being done really well. Um, so they do that, yeah. I'm becoming a big spokesperson for them here. They're really good. Just check them out. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Um, plug, 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 you know, get yeah, that, get yeah. that sponsorship. I'm not getting commissioned for it, by the way. It's just <laughs> check them out. Um, <laughs> cool. And the other one, you know, your pop culture picks. I really like mm -hmm. that because this is something that I, I try and make sure I do with all my friends as well. Like, are you very aware or maybe concerned, too strong a word, but... I don't just want other DJs or other, you know, people in the industry coming to 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 the to the, the blog or the magazine. Do, is that something you think about in zone focus? And you don't want it, do you want it to just be a haven for other maybe DJs or people who are really into music? Or are you looking for more casual, I'd sort of say like culture fans who, you know, like the sort of scene um, but maybe aren't so interested in listening to a really technical breakdown of a track review? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part I, on the subject. I've never ever written a review for a for an album or EP or release on Zone Focus, uh, and I don't intend to. I think that I'd quite happily leave that to our RA or Mixbag or whoever. They do it mm -hmm. a hundred times better than well, probably not Mixbag anymore, but DJ Bag definitely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they do it a hundred times better than I can. <laughs> Pardon. I said shots fired there at Mixmag. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get onto that in a bit, shall we? We'll anyway, yeah, no, I mean, well, okay, well, let's, let's leave it. Let's have the opening question, shall we? So what do you think of Mixmag's content at the moment? Do you know what? I don't really pay attention to Mixmag. I'm not, yeah. I don't, yeah, I suppose that's your answer right there then, isn't it? Like, uh, what do you think of their content? I've, I've I don't, been... I don't, I don't really notice it, to be honest. No, I'm just, I, I just, I've just seen that, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they, they do put out some good stuff mm. uh, and I have a, whole, a lot of respect for them. 
as a brand, um, especially uh, for their sort of platform socially um, and then pre the premieres that they do and the sort of their musical direction. However, uh, in recent times, the I believe that the magazine has lost its way a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, not to say that that's the, the wrong way. This is just my personal opinion. Um, that it's kind of become more generalised news and stuff about, I mean, you could argue that drugs, well, you can, if in fact, you know, in fact, you can't just argue, you can say for definite that drugs have some relation to club culture, 100%, you know, there is no denying that fact, but you don't need to focus on it that heavily within a magazine. Yeah. I, I think there's a line, I think there's a, I think there's definitely a, so basically, so like there's, a, there's definitely more other outlets that deal with that subject matter better. And I don't think that Mixmag is the place, is what is, should be one of those outlets, to be honest. Um, really, it's just, as I was discussing recently with a, with a friend of mine who is a, uh, basically a PR specialist, they're just doing it for ad, ad revenue, which is fine. You know, people got to earn money, people got to eat, you know, but dig deeper dig deeper into music if that's the case to become dj mag on the other side of things has done that and i have more i say more respect for dj mag now than i do for mix mag whereas it used to be the other way around i used to think that dj mag was too niche and sometimes a bit bit, bit too underground whereas it's kind of swung the other way now. But maybe it's my, maybe it's my person, my tape, my personal tastes have changed, you know? I think maybe that I, maybe I've become a bit more niche in my, what I want from a, from news outlet. So perhaps that's part of the reason why I'm sort of maybe a little bit anti sort of the, the sort of mixed mag content now. But my, my point being is that I think that um, it's, but there's there's other reasons for for their for what what why they're putting out this content, which I won't go into now. But I think that as a as a magazine, you if you unless you dig deeper, which is what I try and do on Zone Focus, mm -hmm. um, you you you'll just sort of stagnate, and the 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 ideas or just won't really be. Bad. Well, no, I wouldn't say that in any way, shape, or form. The Zone Focus is boundary pushing, but you have to try be boundary pushing if that makes sense you know you have to um sort of have that as a goal to to run a magazine i think so because you you're in not only trying to entertain people which you could say mixed mag is doing is providing entertaining content for their audience base but you've got to try and inform people as well you know this kind of the age sort of age old goal of, of news of, of a newspaper or news of news outlet to provide people with information you know so uh, i think that they've just they've lost that a little bit mm -hmm. um so yeah i did want to ask as well about like um zone focus you know what's the biggest win being um you know you, you told me that you know you sort of started in 2014 but it wasn't until a more recently that you you maybe you've seen this explosion and you know you mentioned about being in a beef you didn't really have time to invest uh, in it as much as you wanted so you know when did you really feel like that exponential curve took off and it's been growing um was there a point or was there a day or a time when you were like this is nuts um i think uh, i was very i mean it was kind of from the point of it becoming a, a, a magazine and a label was kind of a, was a big point which would have been 20, 
2016, I guess, 2017. What, what year did I go? Yeah, probably, seven, quite, probably 2016, 2017, let's say. It, it went from being, the, from the time that we started doing our first compilations, uh, which were started as basically I wanted to release music as well as do the articles, which I was doing already with the free download series. And so I wanted to do that on a bigger sort of scale because um, I'd recently been in traveling before, before I meet her, I'd been and seen and been to sort of the, Czech Republic and met up with a late with a uh, with a brand owner there called um, Dimitri who who runs uh, Neo Violence, uh, which is a, a brand over there, and I got inspired by what he was doing with his compilations, so I wanted to do my own, and um, uh, he was uh, he was actually the person that told me you'll you'll make you'll probably make very little money out of this, and I was like I still want to do it, I still want to still want to do the have the have the whole thing all together. And um, so, yeah, I suppose when I started doing the compilations was a big thing. And then probably two years after that, so yeah, 2018, uh, I started to see a real increase in the interest of the artists that I was putting out. So uh, the, yeah, so 2018, 2019, 2020, yeah, that would be about right, yeah. So. So people, so the, the, the 2018 to 2019 free download series had some really art, great artists who are, you know, doing pretty, pretty well, you know, nowadays. So it's these people that mostly are on the label now. So people like Rees, Meg Ward, Matheson, Jack, uh, Levi's a new, more of a newcomer, obviously good friends. So it was great to work on the project together as label. But then there was, we've also had people like Popka, um, or who else? Um, what's his name now? Testing my knowledge from who we've had on the. <laughs> there's, been, there's, been, there's been hundreds. There's been hundreds of people we've featured on the. I suppose one of the biggest successes was uh, No Format um, with 1992. That was one on one of the really original compilations. Um, and then he obviously took that to sort of to be his own single eventually, and has done ridiculously well. And recently, actually, guttingly as uh, that's been taken off YouTube, um, off the, uh, I can never pronounce it right, so I do forgive the guy who runs the, the brand Manikazite, Manikazite. Anyway, it was, it, it reached like something like 3 million, 4 million views on, on YouTube, which is just an amazing uh, sort of feat. As a point on that, actually, uh, when I knew it was doing, well, that was an also another point when I knew it was doing quite well, um, was when uh, it was probably about probably about a year after I'd oh no maybe less than probably less than a year after I'd released 1992 on that compilation and uh, it ended it was I was in it was middle of the Beatles season and some uh, friend of mine said he's like isn't this one of your he sent me a video is this, isn't this one of your tunes on your label mm -hmm. i can remember exactly where i was i was just kind of just out just doing a shoot with a couple of like sort of local djs and he sent me this video and it was dennis salter playing this tune at lost village festival i was just like no you know i went absolutely i was just like called up no format sent him the video uh and yeah just in fact no actually he'd already seen the same video um as well yeah though he'd already seen it that was right so yeah so that was amazing but then he Dennis Salter has his cover magazine with Mixmag 
So I have Mixmag to thank for some things. <laughs> um, and then he featured that song in, in his like sort of top five selections of, of his first cover. I think I think it was his first cover, which was amazing. And then he, they ended up uh, featuring that track on. Um, the, I think they put like a video up on their on their socials at some point in time. So it was just like as a as like an independent label owner at the time who just kind of sort of dipped his toes into like running or releasing music. This was just you know amazing and uh yeah and so it's yeah just i suppose that that was also i suppose a big point that i knew was doing really well last year um was was a monumental year because i finally decided to um really start running it as a proper label a proper like doing obviously doing quarterly statements and contracts and things like this and uh yeah and obviously proper signings and the whole ins, ins and outs of running press campaigns and things like this and did all, did all that last year. So yeah, 20, 2020 will be a um, a famous year and also an infamous year for obviously other reasons. Um, but yeah, it was, that was another big year. So yeah, just, I suppose, I suppose the next sort of goal or next sort of stage will be when we start to expand onto something else. So as he, as he quite rightly mentioned, probably something like Club Nights will be another sort of big sort of um a sort of milestone for ourselves you know which is always in the future to look forward to quick shout out to lost village the last festival i went to before the bloody pandemic it was great uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah the next question i did want to ask you about as well was um obviously maybe transition into a label i wouldn't say you've transitioned you've you know you've added it onto like what you offer um mm -hmm. And you've sort of already went into the reasons like why you've started doing that. Um, so yeah, like, you know, why branch out into a label? You know, was that always the plan or was it a bit of a happy accident or was it one and the same? Um, I think it was, um, as I kind of mentioned before, I, it, it started off as a way I wanted to do the compilations because I was already releasing free music and I wanted to continue releasing free music but based around more of a theme and this is always sort of stuck with me when releasing compilations I don't there's not just it's not just a kind of or I try not to release just a, a random collection of tracks which it kind of I suppose well it wasn't really a random collection of tracks like back then it was all kind of lo-fi house based or lo-fi electronica based if you will um and now I've done the last two compilations, Orbital and um, is it Danger in Love and Paradise? I always forget which way around I've titled it anyway. The, the, the Italo one that I did last year, that's bad when you can't even remember what your own release names are, isn't it? Oh dear. Um, so yeah, the last two was an Italo disco one, which I massively I'm still into I really that's something I still listen to today it's kind of my one of my favorite genres at this present time and the last but one before that was more of a minimal was kind of dipping my toes into kind of I don't know sort of yeah deep tech tech deep tech I suppose um which um after the fact uh, i was i was kind of enjoying it at the time but then it's kind of hasn't really fitted with the brand so we haven't really done much since then to be honest um so 
back to my point about the running sort of transition transitioning from a magazine to a label but having both together uh it, it was kind of just a it was a case of financials to be honest uh those site costs to be to be sort of covered you know i needed a way to do that um also now more nowadays it's um it kind of works in a kind of I suppose recycled way, I suppose, um, not recycled way, but it's kind of works in a sort of loop that I'm, you know, obviously there's money that's being spent promoting artists, which brings money in um, from the label. So my, I don't generally tend to take much of a cut for myself when it comes to the actual, my personal profits from it, really. Most of the money uh, I tend to spend on on music. I tend to buy, uh, generally, you know, wait until Bandcamp Day, and I have my you know artists that I, like, I love to feature, you know, and generally the music that I buy will end up on the on the YouTube channel anyway. So it's kind of the the label makes money. That money is getting spent back on the artists, and then the artists then make them kind of sort of in a in a sort of loop, it so to speak, you know. Um, very 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 rarely do i sort of take a personal cut from the from the profits you know the uh, generally it's just to pay for things for the for the site and things like that um i don't probably not a very businessman like move i suppose but i and my my couple of my friends have told me to you know be a bit more like uh, i suppose uh what's the word just be a bit more, bit more of a businessman, I suppose, you know, just try and run it more like a business. I know which I'm kind of moving towards. I have more of a kind of like, well, this money's for this and this money's for this and, you know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's all, it's all a learning process at the end of the day for, for whatever project you do, isn't it really? So, yeah. And I've, I've definitely learned tons since, since I first started Zone Focus. Mm -hmm. So my last question, and you've led on to this really well as well, um talking about like becoming maybe more of a, a businessman um where do you go from here you know what is next for zone focus uh, i imagine you're probably going to have a big party somewhere after the pandemic um are, are you looking to be the next ra um which if we're talking about if we're talking about um online brands that are turning into businesses uh or do you want to keep your output more under the radar i suppose where do you where do you draw that line because I, I certainly got a line where i want all my friends to go and i don't want it to be the next RA, I want it to be something a bit specialer. So what's what's sure. the long term plan for Zone Focus? Definitely not the next RA. Um, I can't see myself getting a, a big government grant to, <laughs> to carry on writing in any way, shape or form. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess just to continue to um, to expand the brand outwardly. So in, yeah, as you mentioned in events, um, Again, again, some sort of clothing merch I would like to do, but just not wouldn't be the case of just slapping the ZF logo on a um, on a on a t-shirt. It would have to be something special, you know. Um, I've talked to a couple of artists in the past about doing collab things, and it's always in the play. It's always possibility. It's just about it's it's about time management, as you quite rightly put. You know what you what you put your time into. Mm -hmm. and um at the moment i'm just quite happy uh, i wanted to get the magazine back up and running which i have it's you know the series of kind of you know we've got stuff scheduled in now which is great which is and the label is 
after taking a few months off. Uh, there's a few, there's a couple of releases now on the horizon, uh, which is nice, you know. So um, I suppose it will just be continuing to expand my current projects outwardly, you know, just expand on them and starting to bring some new projects into into the, into the mix as well, really. Um, I suppose if if you want me to 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 have it, if you want my overall goal. Um, although I have my zone focus is very much uh, based on a lot of my personal interests um, and the music that I tend to select, I will have a more preference towards the, my, the genres that I enjoy, obviously, you know, and, uh, and so I have no sort of, there's the, the, the sort of tech house or, or I don't know, or, as I've quite mentioned before, the sort of that deep tech sound, um, I would be looking to sort of release that or, or sort of promote that or something. So I, as opposed to a major magazine, my point being is that I, I will always have a, I wouldn't say a real niche, like a one particular sound, uh, which, which is how labels sort of build themselves up. They'll find their own particular one sound they want to, Produce so well. Some some labels do. Some labels don't. Um, my the, the the I suppose the two labels that I that I look up to. Uh, one being um, uh, musically, um, would be R and S. Uh, I know that they've had some sort of you know obviously scandals recently, and you know obviously that's that's not good. But I think still musically is a what their music they're putting out, and uh, I think it's very diverse in terms of uh, the sort of genres, so to speak. Um, you know, their compilations during the sort of pandemic, these sort of, I can't remember what the, in, in Order to Dance compilation was one of my favorite releases of, of last year, just a whole mix of different tunes. And uh, yeah, I suppose it will always be, Zone Focus will always be a mix of different things, a mix of um, different, musical genres and different ideas coming into the fore, you know? So, um, yeah, I suppose it will just be to carry on as, as I am now and, you know, and just continue to, to learn from, from running the, the brand personally, you know, and uh, I will always attempt to try and create something new and exciting for the brand itself, um, you know, during that journey. Amazing. Well, great point to end it on as well. Always onwards and upwards. Thank you. Well, I think um, I think <laughs> well, we've up, had... onwards and upwards. Yeah, yeah. In, in a nutshell, actually. Yeah, I think uh, I think we. I, I, I imagine you feel the same as well. But it's been running like an online like magazine or blog. It's been quite resistant to everything that's happened in the world because it's all online. Mm -hmm. It was a certainly for me. It was a nice outlet to keep keep myself ticking over and just. Uh, um having you know keeping myself engaged in music but i think obviously when we come out of the pandemic fingers crossed whenever that is i think there's going to be so mm. much creativity just around the whole world of people just itching to do things anything just yeah 100 i i've i've said that basically well on uh, on another podcast actually that will have maybe a sort of uh i'll meet me from left um shout out to those guys as well um that we'll have some sort of I, I wouldn't call it some people call it maybe call it get a third sum of love i don't think it will be that um i think there will be a a definite cultural shift and a, and an attitude and a change to clubbing in general i think that's i think that's obvious um and i think that it will spark 
some sort of I like to think a positive clubbing um, trend or something will come out of this. Some like the you can't. Uh, I think with like obviously little introductions into into the scene like I don't know the invention of the nine oh nine drum machine or you know or sequences and things like this. A little bit, but we've had something so monumental happen to us as a over the world that I think it would be I think it will it will change clubbing culture forever perhaps maybe I don't know for example that that uh, obviously you know venue capacities will be a lot stricter so you probably might <laughs> I'd like to think so maybe nowadays that uh, that it'll be less uh, you know crowded you know actually have room to actually dance rather than go like I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself. You know, like kind of, kind of squashed in. You know, kind of, you know, feeling. Mm. Um, well, you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible. You know, in the and I look forward to, you know, stepping onto the, as as many people around the world. Are, I'm sure are doing looking to do so to step onto the dance floors once again. In well, they say June over here. Well, let's see. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed. September, maybe. fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It was, it was really fun to chat to you today. Uh, thank you so thank much you. for coming on the podcast. Um, and I hope you have uh, a great rest of your Saturday. Thank you very much. Take it easy. Bye for now. Bye.